Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name's David Reed. This is Marit Larwood. Hello, film Lovers and film likers, yet another episode as we draw, as 2014 draws to a close, a, a year of non-events. <laughs> oh. oh, really? I mean, there's been a hell of a lot of films this year. I mean, we'll get into it at a later podcast when they've all been released, I would imagine. But uh, yeah, we've we've watched an awful lot of things. But it's at the moment. I've been to the cinema. Have you? Yes, I went to see a film. Was it at the Muswell Hill? Um, it was Odeon. Wasn't at the Muswell Hill Odeon? As there's heavy building work going on outside at the moment. Oh dear! I went to the Arts House N8 in Crouch End. End. Very good cinema. Seven pounds a ticket. That's good. It's good. That's that's about right. You know. I've been going to the news agents now at the bottom of my road to get to get my popcorn. Slowly smuggling it in. My budget has have been. I tell you, we used to have a good time when uh, when uh, cargo trousers were popular yeah. in, in my teens. Is it the pockets? You could get you could get three liters of seven up in a pocket of one of those. Smuggle it in. I don't even think it's a smuggling. I think do you know what? I don't expect to buy. I think that the popcorn prices are such a crime against humanity. That it's. I don't feel as if there's any. I'm even smuggling it at all. Yeah, I did once take a Chinese takeaway into a cinema. That's really bad. Yeah, the smell's a bit rude, isn't it? That's I was really quite young and bad. a bit of a dick, but yeah. I've gone off you a bit now. Eating it in the dark. I was probably covered in it by the time the lights came back up again. Wow. Covered in sweet and sour sauce. What f- film was it? I can't remember. I Big was... Trouble in Little China. No, it wasn't thematically linked. <laughs> Karate Kid. <laughs> no. No, no. Go on, try another one. Old boy. Oh, that's Korean, isn't it? Anyway, I went to see St. Vincent. What What is this? St. Vincent is a story of... It's it's a friend... It's basically the same model that's been used quite a few times. Friendship between old man and young boy. Okay. Uh, Set when? Set in the modern day... um, uh, A single mother, um, Melissa McCarthy... And her son, who is played by the very good child actor, um, I don't even know. I mean, who really needs to know his name? He's just a <laughs> child. If he makes it, then we'll learn his name. 
but at the moment there's no real need to know his name. A child and <laughs> Melissa McCarthy yeah. move into a sort of poor area and their neighbour is a man who lives by himself. Uh, he's a bit. He listens to rock music on his 80s personal stereo. He drinks. He's a chain. He's drinks all the time and he chain smokes. Played by Bill Murray. Okay, good combo of people. Melissa McCarthy. Uh, he's got a, Bill Murray's got a girlfriend who is an Eastern European. Played by Naomi Watts, who's well, not a girlfriend. She's like a prostitute okay. who works as a dancer. Is also pregnant. Melissa McCarthy's got a job as a nurse. Problem is, uh, she's got this new job, and I don't know if any nurse is listening, but it's a lot of long hours and long shifts, so she needs yeah. a babysitter. And one day, uh, he gets locked out of the house when she's out, so he and Bill Murray ends up babysitting for him, and she ends up paying Bill Murray because he's in debt from his gambling and his uh, other things we'll go into later. Um, he becomes the boy's babysitter stroke mentor. Okay. So, how much is Melissa McCarthy in this? Melissa McCarthy is one of my favourite female comedic actresses and act- act- actresses, favourite people on screen. Yes. She's really underused. I think her part is quite... is not... She doesn't really get any jokes or anything like that. Mm. It's Bill, Bill, Bill Murray is brilliant. This is basically a Bill Murray vehicle. He's probably the most watchable... One of the most watchable actors out there at the moment. He's become this weird, sort of godlike cult figure, which is quite strange. Mm. Probably from Ghostbusters and Caddyshack, but he's sort of morphed into this sort of, oh, Bill Murray's so, because of the stories you get, Bill Murray just going off and well, doing he's, things. He's on become set. a sort of internet legend, hasn't he, to yeah. a new generation? He's who... the person who turns up at people's parties and just join. here's the music going on yeah. and wanders into the house. Well, and, yeah, or Zombieland, you know, his cameo in Zombieland, which is basically just a sort of. That bit of the film is just a love story to Bill Murray, isn't it? It's 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 been for, since Lost in Translation onwards. He's become a bit of a phenomena, rather yeah. than just rather than just a really good comic actor we yeah, all like. It's quite odd um, how he's become this some weird sort of built. Yeah, has a strange status which I don't really know what it is. Anyway, he's brilliant as usual, and he's got that. Fa- I think because he's got a real. Uh, I was talking about this with my girlfriend. Why is he so watchable? And I think because he's non, his you know, in the age of Hollywood, he's like a non-traditional star, and he's quite dour and downbeat and sarcastic, and he's got that brilliant sort of hangdog sort of look, not really hangdog, but sort of tired, sarcastic look about him. But there isn't any malice in his eyes at all, is there? That I think there is. He is a kindly figure, even. Uh, However much he's taking the piss out of people, you know. Yeah, I think I think when you do a film like Ghostbusters, it becomes so ingrained in people's psyche that later on you become you're just feel like you're part of someone's family because you grew up with them being yeah. on screen so much. Um, he's brilliant. My main pro- problem is is I don't I think the script sort of fall the film falls away and isn't that interesting and it's a bit cliched in places okay. you've got a brilliant cast I'm not convinced by Naomi Watts as an Eastern European prostitute she just seems everyone seems to just do this voice as Eastern European and I'm not sure whether it is accurate or it is just stereotype of not saying correct um, what are the little words called conjunctions conjunctions you and uh, missing conjunctions and just saying every word like this 
is what she does. I did not believe she was Eastern European. Maybe because I had seen her in so many other films that I knew that she was not. I don't think she's a necessarily a great comedic actress. And I think they need a real oh, she's comedy. She's not funny. Yeah. I, I, I think she's possibly the new Nicole Kidman. She's well, they're very similar sort of career paths, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I don't. Who has been? I, I think Naomi Watts has been great in some things. I mean, The Impossible, for instance. I think she's excellent. I think too. she's halfway in between Kate Blanchett and Nicole Kidman. Okay, interesting. Yes. Um, I don't. I think it's she. I, I don't think she's particularly funny. Um, so I think they could have got a great unknown actual European actress would have been a brilliant thing to do. Mm. My problem is, I think a lot of people have said it as well. It, in modern day terms, this is about a boy. It's the same right. story as yes. about a boy. Yes, the mother who's struggling on her own, and so there's almost a surrogate father figure. Yeah, for this and I think kid. about a boy's got better jokes in it. Who starts off being a slightly inappropriate father figure, but then ends up it ends up being the making of him rather yes. than yes. And I think this is all similar sort of thing, but about a boy is just more charming. I think Tony Collette's brilliant about a boy. I think Hugh Grant is spectacular in About Boy. Really? That, it it that, didn't make much of an impact I on think, me, the whole film. No, he's, I've, every time About a Boy comes on, it's shown quite a lot as this sort of... Uh, and it's maybe Christmassy sort of... It's on quite a lot yeah. as a film that's just on. And the more I've watched it, the more I love it. I really love it. I give About a Boy nine Marricks. Wow. And I think it's quant- It's not seen... seen as a quite a mainstream it's film. It's got young Nicholas Holt in it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, Nicholas Holt is now sort of chiselled and... yeah. Going out with um, Jennifer Lawrence. I don't think anymore. Unlucky Nicholas. Didn't she go out with uh, Coldplay's Chris Martin for a bit, and then that broke down? And uh... it's difficult. Believe me, guys, it's difficult being a superstar. Um, But I, I, I would just watch about a boy. Even though Bill Murray's brilliant and Melissa McCarthy is. So where does it fall down? What doesn't work in this? I think because I've seen it before. Okay. And it's doing nothing you haven't seen. It's, it's that buddy relationship between an old man and a boy. If you want to watch a great Eastern European one, watch a film called Kolya, K-O-L-Y-A, which I watched some years ago, no, for an Oscar about 15 years ago. That is a brilliant story, a similar sort of buddy story with a younger kid. Okay. They're both better than this. And this is just, it feels a bit hack towards the end. And there's no real, Bill Murray's funny. There's no really brilliant, brilliant bits. Okay. Whereas about a boy's got some bits I, I laugh out loud. I haven't seen film. it in years. Like, I, I'm, watch I'm about sort a boy surprised. Again. Everyone should watch it again okay. and think that realise how. All I remember is how awkward the uh, the electric guitar solo moment is. Brilliant. And it hasn't got moments like that. It hasn't got the awkwardness. It hasn't got the sar- the, the sarcasm and the. And the ra- I enjoyed it. I tell you what, buddy movie I'd like to see though. You've sort of tempted my appetite for it and I'm sad it doesn't exist is the Bill Murray Melissa McCarthy double act film yeah it sounds like they've come close to it but not done it yeah and um, Chris, oh, Chris O'Dowd plays the vicar in it and he uh, he just annoys me really yeah. I quite like Chris O'Dowd it felt a bit too sort of uh, cutesy in places okay what what's the St Vincent of the title referring to it is referring to a bit at the end which I'll give away spoilers really oh okay it's all a bit sort of cliched at the end and I f- and I I didn't really fit I think it, I'd give it six marics I thought it was good it's a nice movie if you're going on a date it's a nice movie if you're going on the afternoon but it's an, it's 
a, a moderately pleasing film. Okay. But not anything that you would go down in history. <laughs> no. It won't go down in history, David. No, it's not. It's not Avatar. It's certainly not <laughs> Avatar. It felt just on the, It's not even like a Wes Anderson cutesy. It's just quite a mainstream film. A it, sort of afternoon. Oh, Bill Murray's on telly. I will watch this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. So go and watch it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm interested to see it's done in the box office. There's no details. Oh, it cost uh, it cost thirteen million dollars to make, estimated. Right. According to IMDb. Yeah. And it's already made forty million. Well, so that's you can a, make twenty-seven million. Just keep making that, then. I'd take that. Okay, so you can go and watch it if you like. I'll tell you what, though. What's that? We should say thank you. I mean, the problem with this podcast, we say things, I forget what we said. Yeah. And then later on, we get pictures of Tim Fisball eating excrements. Yeah. Uh, we've had two of them. Uh, we should fi- say... Finally, finally, after so many weeks, finally our dear listeners came through for us and sent us some pictures of Timothy Spall eating turds. Thank to you the to, point... Thank you to Paul... So- Paul... Um, Juice Snip, who's in a nice pencil version of Timothy eating uh, a, a turd, and the other one on was on Twitter. I'll just find it now while you, while you fill in. <laughs> oh, okay. Bit, where you talk about some yeah, it's turds you've eaten. It's not. It's, it's been long enough since we requested these. I now have no idea why we wanted them, but um, yeah, no, my, my um, short term memory is so bad. I've got no idea. Half of the things I've even said in this sentence. <laughs> I've got no idea how I started this very sentence. It's baffling. I mean... That must just, be a film in that. Yeah. Henry King is Henry the other Henry King. Good name. Uh, so Henry King and Paul Juicenip. If you want to see um, a, a nice sort of watercolour pencil and a pure pencil, two versions of Timothy's Ball eating a turd, where can our... Our listeners find these. Well, we will post these up on our Facebook page. So go there, facebook.com forward slash film fandango. If you'd like to email us about anything, not just Timothy Spall eating turds, then you can do so by emailing dearfilmfandango at gmail.com. Or you can talk to us on Twitter and uh, we'll eventually find those uh, at filmfandango, at Mr. David Reed, or at Marit Larwood. Have you eaten any turds recently? Not in a long old while, no. As in you have? No, I haven't. Um, Buddy's eaten a, a sheep's turd before. That's Buddy the thing, the is that horses' turds are made out of grass. They, they never really feel like... Um, gen- it just tastes like vegetarian food. Yeah, I imagine that's what they eat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Isn't that, do you want to read another email I'd out? I'd love to. I'm just selecting... One now. <laughs> oh, this is from James Cresswell, who's done, who has done another uh, uh, a turn a picture as well. But he's done a picture of. T- t- well, read this email out. Okay. What voice shall I do it in? I'm trying to see if he said anything. Well, they, it's uh, yeah. Uh, no, he has not. What shall I do it in? Do it in. Eastern European to celebrate Naomi Watts' performance. Hello, my name is Naomi Watts. No, it is James Chris. James Chris will. 
Hello, film fan dangites! The mention of Dean Haglund in a recent episode reminded me of the fact that I can technically say that I have acted alongside him. Ten years ago, when I was 13, I saw him at a Comic-Con-like thing in Birmingham, doing an improvised Star Trek parody show, during which I was chosen from the audience to be a red shirt, on the basis that I was wearing a red Radiohead t-shirt. I made one of the Star Trek Voyager cast laugh when I said I was in charge of making toast on the Enterprise. It is the peak of the acting career that I don't have. I have also attached my picture of Turner. The impetus for my piece was envisioning how Turner, an innovator of his time, may use the tools of the current age, the computers with the decapitating edge software. I'm sure you will agree that I have with my electronically produced composition created something of a conceptual bridge for time on which me and Turner may meet and shake hands over a river of inspiration that shall flow forever, m- m- forevermore for future generations to steal our ideas, the brazen thieves. Thanks, James. He's in a picture of Turner, not Timothy Spool. He's done in one of Turner. Uh, and it is, it's a beauty. Well, it looks like it's half chicken, half... <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll put that on the website as well. We'll put so. that on Facebook as well, so thank you for that. Um, yeah, well, you get to act with Dean Haglund. We've all acted with Dean Haglund, it turns out. In our out. dreams? Well, no, we, me and... Me and uh, oh, OK, and in, have, real life, in real life. Yeah. Um, do you know what? What? Someone else has written in. What do they want? It's just He's just banging on about Danielle. Oh, really? Anyway, um, <laughs> should we contact the police? Or you can contact the police, but um, here, here he is. Here he is now. It's Terry Forbes. It's only Terry Forbes. Yeah, I think you should sound like Terry, that, Terry David. Forbes. Right, Terry Forbes. Car dealer. Hi, David Merrick, buddy, and fingers crossed, Danielle. <laughs> Bad luck, Terry Forbes. I'm currently obsessed with time loop movies. And he's put a link to a list of fe- films featuring time loops. I've been working my way through all the ones I can't, I could find, and they range from the terrible thrill seekers to the sublime time crimes. What's your favourite? Mine would be Triangle, beautifully directed and very dark. Deja Vu, Tony Scott and Denzel Washington, what's not to like? An Edge of Tomorrow, sci-fi blockbuster with real heart. Would love to say Primer, but I'm too thick to understand it properly. It's good to see this genre still going strong with the recent films Edge of Tomorrow, About Time and Interstellar. I think this genre combines the rare quality of movies now being both pure entertainment and a talking slash thinking piece. Can I recommend you both watch the re- and review Time Crimes? I don't think you will be disappointed. Keep watching the films. Terry Forbes. P.S. Thanks for getting Danielle back on in recent months. As old timers from the absolute days miss her. And that's from Terry Forbes. Terry um, thank- Forbes. Terry Forbes. I've never heard them called time loop movies rather than time travel movies. Is there a distinction? I don't know. There's quite a lot here. We can see. Uh, if we've talked about the butterfly effect before, which yes. is really uh, weird. Christmas do-over. You could watch... Um, Christmas every day. There's quite a lot of Christmas television ones. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban is technically a time loop movie. That'll probably be on over Christmas. Groundhog Day, probably the best ever, isn't it? The original, certainly. Um, re- Source Code. I like Source Code. I really enjoyed Source Code and I really liked Looper as well. 
my recent ones that I've really liked. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow I thought was great. Uh, we should get Tony Way on this podcast, shouldn't we? Yeah, he was in... Um, He's in Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for your emails. If you'd like to email us, then you can do so. Dearfilmfandango.gmail.com um, And we'll read it out in a future podcast, maybe. Who knows? Um, that's about it for the emails. Okay, cool. Um, well, I saw a film. It's not a recent film. Uh, oh, Christopher Webber's written in. <laughs> okay, do you want to read that out? Um... I'll read it out, yeah. He says, reading the Kiwi accent again. It's basically Aussie accent, but you say things like fish and chips in the widget. I don't know. Okay. Do you David American buddy in the, the podcast dog and Danielle if you're listening? I recently took my four-year-old daughter to see this uh, South African. I recently took my four-year-old daughter to see the surprisingly not shot Tinkerbell in the Pirate Fairy, her very first cinema visit. She's now dedicated to keep watching the films. But other than the endless viewings of Frozen, her tastes seem to be veering more, more towards the horror genre. Having watched The Wizard of Oz and Michael Jackson's thriller video, all she wants is scary stuff involving witches, zombies or hair wolves. <laughs> <laughs> She's always rifling through the horror section of my DVD collection and could easily recognise Freddy or Jason in a lineup. She even went trick-or-treating dressed as a tripe-riding puppet from the Saw franchise. You get the general idea. Sounds like a bad parent. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's a question for you, my fellow Fandanglers. Uh, Fandanglers... Van Danglers, it makes sense. Can anyone recommend the su- any suitable scary films for the under fives? Is a yardstick she really enjoyed The Nightmare Before Christmas, but wasn't comfortable with Nick Rogue's The Witches, which I completely understand as I was pricking it too. We're talking mild peril here, certainly not The Shining, which I'll probably wait till her fifth birthday to show her. Right, David? Yep. Any recommendations would be gratefully considered. Big love to you and have a lovely cold Christmas. It's too bloody hot here, mate. Chris, get three kisses. P.S. I'm not 100% happy with the collective now fanned anglers, but it's infinitely less smug than the Church of Wittertainment, which is used by one of those other movie podcasts. It's one that people actually listen to. I don't know that. Um, fanned anglers. Scary children's film. Are you just Googling it rather than thinking about it? Uh, the great thing about the internet is you know... <laughs> you don't need to. You don't need to use your brain. Um, mild peril films. Yes. 101 Dalmatians. Oh, Cruella de Vil is quite scary. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah, not not what the live action one or the cartoon? The cartoon one. Yeah, live action's not strong. Um... Is Gremlins too scary for the under fives? Probably, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yes, definitely. You think? Definitely. Okay. It's, on, it's actually on this list. I've turned to, gone to Return to Oz is on. That's quite scary. Yeah, as well. that is quite scary. Um, Mild Peril. Mild. Um, uh, this is the best bit of the podcast. People just go, um, um, yeah, um, um, I don't know, pass. Um, uh, another one, uh, Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah, no, that's mild peril, isn't it? Well, it's just a sinister, uh, man. Jim Wilder is quite frightening, I think. Adam's Family. Adam's Family, Labyrinth. Yes. These are these are films that every child should be indoctrinated into. Watership Down, one of my favourites. No, no, not the under fives. Terrifying for the over twenties. I mean, Watership Down's absolutely terrifying. No, it's not. 
The rabbit who kills other rabbits. General Wormwood, whatever yeah, his name is. Yeah, he's terrible. I'd like to go to beat him. Yeah, you will. You will. Um. Okay. Well, thanks for your emails. Thank Do you. that. And if you haven't spent all your money on Christmas shopping, why not donate to help us pay for the putting this on the internet and then I don't know. Do you want me to do this? Bit? No, just you need to sound genuine, Marek, because otherwise it's a bit. It's a bit distasteful not, asking for money if we don't why believe not it. Donate to help fund this podcast. Any donations are really gratefully received. Thank you very much for, for everyone who has donated so far. I'm proud of you, and I think of you, and I wish the best for you in this Christmas season. If you that? want, to, yeah, that's great. I, I, you don't need to say I'm anything. Up. Well, I do. I need to tell them how to donate. Go to filmfandango.co.uk. Go to donate. Put one thousand <laughs> into the donate column. Don't even think twice. Click on it and just leave. Just leave it. Okay. Uh, to, <laughs> thank you. If you'd like to donate, do so. Um, is that the letters over? Yeah. What have you seen? Well, I've seen a film uh, you want me to put it called. On? Um, I've seen a th- film called Unthinkable. What? Now this one. It's quite funny, actually. Uh, uh, Danielle and I were uh, wanting to watch a film, and we're like, we like Denzel Washington films. Let's put Denzel Washington into uh, this um, into Blinkbox and see what comes up. And what came up was a Samuel L. Jackson film. Um, <laughs> so all this time, he's not if Denzel Washington's not even in it. All this time, um, Denzel Washington has actually been acting as, as Samuel L. Jackson. It's an incredible impression, isn't it? Um, but this film is from 2010 we'd not heard of it and so we're like yeah fine means rubbish right Uh, no it's actually very interesting it's what happened okay it stars um, Samuel L. Jackson as a mysterious man who I will get to what he is Mm -hmm. Uh, Michael Sheen Mm -hmm. who plays a suspected uh, Muslim Bomber terrorist in America. He's Michael. Sh- oh, the Michael Sheen who was in um, the, who's the in, Welsh guy. He, uh, yes, who who uh, is in the Queen and um, uh, Damned United. And yeah, Tron too, um, and also Carrying Moss, who is uh, uh, an FBI agent in it. She was the Matrix. Yeah. Uh, and Memento, which you like. Yeah. Um, anyway, this film uh, is basically the. Turns out that Michael Sheen has potentially planted multiple bombs around large cities in America. Oh, shit! And they've got basically 24 hours to break him to find out where they are. They're nukes. And it's a film very intimately set, basically in one room, about torture. And Samuel L. Jackson is a really sort of charismatic, normal-seeming, friendly guy who is an expert torturer. So do you, do you think this? Do you know sausage rolls? Yeah. Do you want one of these? Oh, I'd love one. Uh, 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 no, I really want... OK, I'll tell you where the bombs are. Yeah. Does he try that? Well, he starts at that level, and then he, ramp, he bloody ramps up a couple of notches. What, with sausage rolls? No, like offering like fondant fancies or like fizzy pot. I'm going to eat all of these sausage rolls and this whole box of quality string as you tell me. I mean, what I was surprised That's by... What you do, you get a box of quality street, and you say, what's your favourite? Uh, you go... Uh, the Green Triangle. Y- yeah, I like that one. And you start eating all those, oh, gradually. No. Is that oh, how you torture someone? Yeah, yeah. 
What's your next favourite? Uh, the the I don't know the the uh, cherry fondant ones. They're your second favourite. Probably my first actually. <sighs> they're one of the ones that gets left till last. No, they're not. All these the toffees. Toffees always get left. Anyway, it's it was a real surprise this one because it is genuinely interesting. Like they have a genuine sort of moral dilemma that feels real, and the the stuff they do is visceral and feels sort of oh. I'm not really very comfortable That's with this. Because in the news, just come out of the CIA report. Did you read that? No, what's this? That they basically used torturing methods after 9-11 to find out stuff. The CIA yeah. admitted it. Yeah. So well, what, is- what the, actually, there is criticisms of this film that I, I, it probably wasn't popular because of its uncomfortable subject matter. I think that's probably the key to its lack of success. But there is also a criticism to be had for the fact that this film seems to make it all about the is it okay to torture people if it's to save thousands of lives because we know he's planted a bomb and we need to know where it is. The, tr- the truth of the issue, actually, in reality, is that they use torture on suspected people and they c- they're allowed to suspect anyone they like. Oh, okay, and, yeah, yeah. and so that's the actual truth of the problem. It doesn't go as close to the bonus to do that. But that's a criticism saying... This film isn't about what I want it to be about, and that I, I don't think that's a fair so criticism it, of anything. Is it an anti-torture film? Um, it's certainly, it's certainly, uh, no, it's not a polemic. It is about the what do you think, and so you you have to see what they're doing to this man and how far they're willing to go, and uh, what do you do with the other? It's interesting. It's genuinely interesting, and it's like a play, you know, because it's all in one room, but. Um, there's just the my only problem is the script sometimes falls down and falls into cliche, and the dialogue isn't quite good enough. There are, there are just moments when this isn't quite the film it could be, but I still found it thoroughly engaging and interesting. It was it was well worth a watch, you know. And Samuel L. Jackson is excellent. In it. Why did it, is why haven't we heard about this film? I do not know. I do not know. It's do you it's, think? That the CIA blocked it from being a big film because it's so controversial. Probably not. Um, I mean, it opened in 2010 on my birthday in Belgium. So I don't know why they opened it in Belgium. Why weren't first. you there to celebrate then? <laughs> I'm never in Belgium on my birthday. Belgium? Yeah. That's when it was premiered. That's weird, isn't it? Um, but Michael Sheen's performance is fantastic. I mean, he really goes through the ringer in this. Yeah. You know, not literally. Um, but that's it's a torture method, isn't it? Going through a ringer, we'll yeah. Put it through there. A mangle. Sausage rolls. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is it about torture that makes you think of sausage rolls so much? Because uh, they're really nice. Yeah. And there's nothing worse. <laughs> they nothing... are the antithesis of torture. Well, there's nothing worse than not having a sausage roll when someone else is having one. <laughs> There is nothing worse. Have you ever been that? And there's not often you're in that scenario. No, that's true. Where you, someone else, will be having a sausage roll. My mum makes great homemade sausage rolls for Christmas. Oh, that's a luxury, isn't it? And there, and she warms them up. And we have those on the on have a Christmas dinner, and then we will have a, a buffet on um, in the evenings. Yeah. We have, and she just puts that all bits. In, you know, night. Fish mousse, which is very nice. Like salmon mousse. Oh, not. really? Um, sausage roll. You know, there's a whole selection of British foods. And, Sounds like a good And sometimes, cook. if you don't go in there early... It's all gone. 
the sausage rolls have gone and there's trouble. Is there plenty of fish mousse left though? Normally, yeah. <laughs> pate, a lot of pates as yeah. well. Yeah. Cheeses. Yeah. But you go straight for the sausage roll. I mean, this isn't film related. <laughs> but Or even anything to do with what I was talking about. But uh, it is. Are you looking forward to Christmas? Is this what's happening? I'm just thinking about this. I start talking about sausage rolls, and I get I've got a bit way late to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. Well, bring it back to the film then. Yeah, well, it's hard to segue back into it. I mean, um, he does he cuts off one of his fingers at one point, so that would put you off sausage rolls for at least ten minutes, I think. I think about before. Which finger would you get? Some cut for your finger. Which one would you get cut off? Oh, probably uh, my. Oh, ring finger. That's the wrong one, apparently. Which one do you want off? Apparently, I watched some weird. I was doing some writing for something, and I was watching this weird sort of American science film. Yeah. The one you should get rid of. Yeah. Is your index finger. Really, I would have thought. But how am I going to point at stuff? That's the one you use. The, the well, least. you don't need it for gripping, do you? Yeah, it's the most important one for for gripping and all for typing. And I think when you're using a pen and pencil, yeah, you can use it with a, you can yeah. use it. That's true. You can you could pretty much adapt with your middle finger, couldn't you? Yeah, I do. Part of me thinks the ring finger doesn't. You don't really. No, I've said ring finger because it's a, it's sort of attached to the little one, so they they sort of act as one a lot of the time anyway. But so, yeah, so get if you're in a toxic situation, yeah, go against your instincts put, and get that. Say pick a finger, any finger, but then sort of. Push your index finger towards him a bit more, and they're going to think, "Well, this guy's brave because he's getting rid of that one." But actually, you've you've heard on a film podcast, I and mean, that might not be true. <laughs> well, anyway, unthinkable. It's called, and it doesn't star Denzel Washington, but it surprised me. I was expecting it to be a B movie I'd never heard of, and it's been rightfully buried. And I don't think it has been. It is. It is an interesting watch. Is that why it's called unthinkable? Because they. Marketed it with Denzel Washington in it. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. Oh, okay. It's just Blink Box's algorithm goes. Yeah, you'll like this. You'll like this black actor. That's, so that's my like fear. <laughs> that's my fear is how their algorithm works. Wow. Yeah. It's a bit odd, isn't it? How many Davids? Um, I think I'd give it seven. Firm but fair. Firm but fair, but torture, but bombs. Well, if you want to watch a film about torture, then unthinkable, maybe. Um, all right, well, that's us for this week. We'll be back next week with more films and a guest. So we've got that to look forward to. But in the meantime, keep, keep watching, watching the, the films. films. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.